0: Act Two of Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One Rome Brutus's Orchard. Enter Brutus.
1: What, Lucius? Ho! I cannot, by the progress of the stars, give guess how near to day. Lucius, I say! would it were my fault to sleep so soundly? When, Lucius, when? Awake, I say. What, Lucius?
0: Enter Lucius.
1: Called you, my lord? Get me a taper in my study, Lucius. When it is lighted, come and call me here. I will, my lord. Exit. It must be by his death and for my part I know no personal cause to spurn at him. But for the general, he would be crowned. How that might change his nature, there's the question. It is the bright day that brings forth the adder, and that craves weary walking. Crown him, that, and then I grant, we put a sting in him that at his will he may do danger with. The abuse of greatness is when it disjoins remorse from power, and to speak truth of Caesar, I have not known when his affections swayed more than his reason, But 'tis a common proof that lowliness is young ambition's ladder, whereto the climber upward turns his face, but when he once attains the utmost round, He then unto the ladder turns his back, looks into the clouds, scorning the base degrees by which he did ascend, so Caesar may. Then, lest he may, prevent, and since the quarrel will bear no colour for the thing he is, fashion it thus, that what he is, augmented, would run to these and these extremities. And therefore, Think him as a serpent's egg, Which, hatched, would, as his kind, Grow mischievous, and kill him in the shell.
0: Reenter Lucius.
2: The taper burneth in your closet, sir. Searching the window for a flint, I found this paper, thus sealed up, And I am sure it did not lie there when I went to bed.
0: Gives him the letter.
1: Get you to bed again, it is not day. Is not tomorrow, boy, the Ides of March? I know not, sir. Look in the calendar and bring me word. I will, sir. Exit. The exhalations whizzing in the air give so much light that I may read by them.
0: Opens the letter and reads
1: Brutus, thou sleepst, awake and see thyself shall rome etc speak strike redress brutus thou sleepst awake such instigations have been often dropped where i have took them up shall rome etc this must i piece it out shall rome stand under one man's oar what rome My ancestors did from the streets of Rome the Tarquin drive, when he was called a king. Speak, strike, redress. Am I entreated to speak and strike? O Rome, I make thee promise. If the redress will follow, thou receivest thy full petition at the hand of Brutus.
0: Re-enter Lucius.
1: Sir, March is wasted fourteen days.
0: Knocking within.
1: Tis good, go to the gate, somebody knocks.
0: Exit Lucius.
1: Since Cassius first did wet me against Caesar, I have not slept. Between the acting of a dreadful thing and the first motion, all the interim is like a phantasma or a hideous dream. The genius and the mortal instruments are then in council and the state of man like to a little kingdom suffers then the nature of an insurrection.
0: Re-enter Lucius.
2: Sir, this your brother Cassius at the door, who doth desire to see you? Is he alone? No, sir, there are more with him.
1: Do you know them?
2: No, sir. Their heads are plucked about their ears, and half their faces buried in their cloaks, that by no means I may discover them by any mark of favor.
1: Let him enter.
0: Exit Lucius.
1: They are the faction. O conspiracy! Shamest thou to show thy dangerous brow by night, when evils are most free? O, then by day, where wilt thou find a cavern dark enough to mask thy monstrous visage? Seek non-conspiracy, hide it in smiles and affability, for if thou path thy native semblance on, not Erebus itself were dim enough to hide thee from prevention.
0: Enter the conspirators Cassius Casca, Decius Brutus, Cinna. Metellus, Simba, and Trebonius.
3: I think we are too bold upon your rest. Good morrow, Brutus. Do we trouble you?
1: I have been up this hour, awake all night. Know I these men that come along with you?
3: Yes, every man of them, and no man here but honours you when every one doth wish you head but that opinion of yourself which every noble Roman bears of you. This is Trebonius.
1: He is welcome hither.
3: This Decius Brutus.
1: He is welcome too.
3: This Casca, this Cinna, and this Metillus Cimber.
1: They are all welcome. What watchful cares do interpose themselves betwixt your eyes and night?
3: Shall I entreat a word?
0: Brutus and Cassius whisper.
4: Here lies the east. Doth not the day break here? No.
5: O pardon, sir, it doth, and yon grey lines that fret the clouds are messengers of day.
6: You shall confess that you are both deceived. Here, as I point my sword, the sun arises, which is a great way growing on the south, weighing the youthful season of the year. Some two months hence, up higher toward the north, he first presents his fire, and the high east stands as the capital, directly
1: here. Give me your hands all over, one by one.
3: And let us swear our resolution.
1: No, not an oath. If not the face of men, the sufferance of our souls, the time's abuse, If these be motives weak, break off betimes, And every man hence to his idle bed. So let high-sighted tourney range on, Till each man drop by lottery. But if these, as I am sure they do, Bear fire enough to kindle cowards And to steal with valour the melting spirits of women, Then, countrymen, what need we any spur But our own cause to prick us to redress? What other bond than secret Romans That have spoken the word and will not palter? And what other oath than honesty to honesty engaged? that this shall be, or we will fall for it. Swear, priests and cowards, and men cauterless, old feeble carrions, and such suffering souls that welcome wrongs, unto bad causes swear such creatures as men doubt, but do not stain the even virtue of our enterprise, nor the insuppressive metal of our spirits, to think that, or our cause, or our performance, did need an oath, when every drop of blood that every Roman bears, and nobly bears, is guilty of several bastardy, if he do break the smallest particle of any promise that hath passed from him.
3: But what of Cicero? Shall we sound him? I think he will stand very strong with us. Let us not leave him out.
1: No, by no means.
3: Oh, let us have him, for his silver hairs
7: will purchase us a good opinion, and by men's voices to commend our deeds. It shall be said, His judgment ruled our hands. Our youths and wildness shall no whit appear, but all be buried in his gravity.
1: Oh, name him not. Let us not break with him, for he will never follow anything that other men begin
3: then leave him out.'
1: "'Indeed he is not fit.'
3: "'Shall no
4: man else be touched but only Caesar?'
3: "'Decius well urged. I think it is not meet, Mark Antony, so well beloved of Caesar, should outlive Caesar. We shall find of him a shrewd contriver, and you know his means, if he improve them, may well stretch so far as to annoy us all, which to prevent let Antony and Caesar fall together.'
1: Our course will seem too bloody, Caius Cassius, to cut the head off and then hack the limbs, like wrath in death and envy afterwards, for Antony is but a limb of Caesar. Let us be sacrifices, but not butchers, Caius. We all stand up against the spirit of Caesar, and in the spirit of men there is no blood. Oh, that we then could come by Caesar's spirit and not dismember Caesar! But, alas, Caesar must bleed for it. And, gentle friends, let's kill him boldly, but not wrathfully. Let's carve him as a dish fit for the gods, not hew him as a carcass fit for hounds and let our hearts, as subtle masters do, stir up their servants to an act of rage, and after seem to chide them. This shall make our purpose necessary, and not envious, which so appearing to the common eyes, we shall be called purgers, not murderers. And for Mark Antony, think not of him, for he can do no more than Caesar's arm when Caesar's head is off.
3: Yet I fear him, for the engrafted love he bears to Caesar.
1: Alas, good Cassius, do not think of him. If he love Caesar, all that he can do is to himself, take thought and die for Caesar, and that were much he should, for he is given to sports, to wildness, and much company.
7: There is no fear in him. Let him not die, for he will live and laugh
1: at this hereafter.
5: Clock strikes.
1: Peace count the clock.
3: The clock hath stricken three.
5: Tis time
1: to part.
3: But it is doubtful yet whether Caesar will come forth to-day or no for he is superstitious grown of late quite from the main opinion he held once of fantasy of dreams and ceremonies. It may be, these apparent prodigies, the unaccustomed terror of this night, and the persuasion of his augurers, may hold him from the capital to-day.
4: Never fear that. If he be so resolved, I can o'ersway him. For he loves to hear that unicorns may be betrayed with trees, and bears with glasses, elephants with holes, lions with toils, and men with flatterers. But when i tell him he hates flatterers he says he does being then most flattered let me work for i can give his humour the true bent and i will bring him to the capital
3: nay we will all of us be there to fetch him
1: by the eighth hour is that the uttermost be that the uttermost and fail not then
7: caius legarius doth bear caesar hard who rated him for speaking well of Pompey. I wonder none of you have thought of him.
1: Now, good Metellus, go along by him. He loves me well, and I have given him reasons. Send him but hither, and I'll fashion him.
3: The morning comes upon We'll leave you, Brutus, and friends, disperse yourselves, but all remember what you have said, and show yourselves true Romans.
1: Good gentlemen, look fresh and merrily, let not our looks put on our purposes, but bear it as our Roman actors do, with untired spirits and formal constancy. And so, good morrow to you, every one.
0: Exeunt all but Brutus
1: Boy, Lucius, fast asleep. It is no matter. Enjoy the honey-heavy dew of slumber. Thou hast no figures, nor no fantasies, Which busy care draws in the brains of men. Therefore thou sleepst so sound.
0: Enter Portia.
1: Brutus, my lord! Portia, what mean you? Wherefore rise you now? It is not for your health thus to commit your weak condition To the raw cold morning
6: nor for yours neither you've ungently brutus stole from my bed and yesternight at supper you suddenly arose and walked about musing and sighing with your arms across and when i asked you what the matter was you stared upon me with ungentle looks i urged you further than you scratched your head and too impatiently stamped your foot yet i insisted yet you answered not but with angry wafture of the hand gave sign for me to leave you so i did fearing to strengthen that impatience which seemed too much enkindled, and withal hoping it was but an effect of humour which hath sometimes his hour with every man it will not let you eat nor talk nor sleep and could it work so much upon your shape as it hath much prevailed on your condition i should not know you brutus dear my lord make me acquainted with your cause of grief
1: i am not well in health and that is all
6: brutus is wise and were he not in health he would embrace the means to come by it
1: why so i do good Portia, go to bed
6: is brutus sick and is it physical to walk on brace and suck up the humours of the dank morning what is brutus sick and will he steal out of his wholesome bed to dare the vile contagions of the night and to tempt the roomy and unpurged air to add unto his sickness no my brutus you have some sick offence within your mind which by the right and virtue of my place i ought to know of and upon my knees i charm you by my once commended beauty by all your vows of love and that great vow which did incorporate and make us one that you unfold to me yourself your half why are you heavy and what men to-night have had to resort to you for here have been some six or seven who did hide their faces even from darkness
1: kneel not gentle portia
6: i should not need if you were gentle brutus Within the bond of marriage, tell me, Brutus, is it accepted I should know no secrets that appertain to you? Am I yourself, but as it were, in sort or limitation, to keep with you at meals, comfort your bed, and to talk to you sometimes? Dwell I but in the suburbs of your good pleasure? If it be no more, Portia is Brutus's harlot, not his wife.
1: You are my true and honourable wife, as dear to me as are the ruddy drops that visit my sad heart.
6: If this were true, then should I know this secret. I grant I am a woman, but withal, a woman that Lord Brutus took to wife. I grant I am a woman, but withal, a woman well reputed, Cato's daughter. Think you I am no stronger than my sex, being so fathered and so husbanded? Tell me all your counsels. I will not disclose them. I have made strong proof of my constancy, giving myself a voluntary wound, here in the thigh. Can I bear that with patience and not my husband's
1: secrets?' Oh ye gods, render me worthy of this noble wife.
0: Knocking within.
1: Hark, hark, one knocks. Portia, go in a while, and by and by thy bosom shall partake the secrets of my heart. All my engagements I will construe to thee, all the charactery of my sad brows. Leave me with haste.
0: Exit Portia.
1: Lucius. WHO'S that knocks?
0: Re enter Lucius with Ligarius
2: He is a sick man that would speak with you
1: Caius Ligarius that Metellus spake of Boy stand aside Caius Ligarius how
8: but safe good morrow from a feeble tongue
1: Oh what time have you chose out brave Caius to wear a kerchief? Would you were not sick?
8: I am not sick, if Brutus had in hand any exploit worthy the name of honour.
1: Such an exploit have I in hand, Ligarius, had you a healthful ear to hear of it.
8: By all the gods that Romans bow before, I here discard my sickness. Soul of Rome, brave son, derived from honourable loins, thou, like an exorcist, hast conjured up my mortified spirit. Now, bid me run, and I will strive with things impossible, yea, get the better of them. What's to do?
1: A piece of work that will make sick men whole. But are not some whole
8: that we must make sick?
1: That must we also. What it is, my Caius, I shall unfold to thee as we are going, to whom it must be done
8: set on your foot and with a heart new-fired i follow you to do i know not what but it sufficeth that brutus leads me on follow me then
0: exeunt scene two caesar's house thunder and lightning enter caesar in his nightgown
5: nor heaven nor earth have been at peace tonight thrice hath calpurnia in her sleep cried out Help ho, they murder Caesar. Who's within?
0: Enter a servant.
5: My lord? Go bid the priests do present sacrifice and bring me their opinions of success.
9: I will, my lord.
0: Exit. Enter Calpurnia.
9: What mean you, Caesar? think you to walk forth. You shall not stir out of your house today.
5: Caesar shall forth. The things that threatened me ne'er looked but on my back. When they shall see the face of Caesar, they are vanished.
9: Caesar, I never stood on ceremonies, yet now they fright me. There is one within, besides the things that we have heard and seen, recounts most horrid sights seen by the watch. A lioness hath whelped in the streets, and graves have yawned, and yielded up their dead fierce fiery warriors fought upon the clouds in ranks and squadrons and right form of war which drizzled blood upon the capital the noise of battle hurtled in the air horses did neigh and dying men did groan and ghosts did shriek and squeal about the streets o caesar these things are beyond all use and i do fear them
5: what can be avoided whose end is purposed by the mighty gods yet Caesar shall go forth, for these predictions are to the world in general as to Caesar.
9: When beggars die there are no comets seen. The heavens themselves blaze forth the death of princes.
5: Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. Of all the wonders that I yet have heard, it seems to me most strange that men should fear, seeing that death a necessary end will come when it will come.
0: RE-ENTER SERVANT
5: What say the augurers?
6: They would not have you to stir forth to-day. Pluck in the entrails of an offering
9: forth. They could not find a heart within the beast.
5: The gods do this in shame of cowardice. Caesar should be a beast without a heart, if he should stay at home to-day for fear. No, Caesar shall not. Danger knows full well that Caesar is more dangerous than he. We are two lions littered in one day, and I the elder and more terrible, and Caesar shall go forth.
9: Alas, my lord, your wisdom is consumed in confidence. Do not go forth today. Call it my fear that keeps you in the house, and not your own. We'll send Mark Antony to the Senate House, and he shall say you are not well today let me upon my knee prevail in this
5: mark antony shall say i am not well and for thy humor i will stay at home
0: enter decius brutus
5: here's decius brutus he shall tell them so
4: caesar all hail good morrow worthy caesar i come to fetch you to the senate house
5: and you are come in very happy time to bear my greeting to the senators and tell them that i will not come today Cannot is false, and that I dare not falser. I will not come to-day. Tell them so, Decius.
9: Say ye is sick.
5: Shall Caesar send a lie? Have I in conquest stretched mine arms so far to be afraid to tell greybeards the truth? Decius, go tell them. Caesar will not come.
4: Most mighty Caesar, let me know some cause, lest I be laughed at when I tell him so.
5: The cause is in my will. I will not come. That is enough to satisfy the Senate. But for your private satisfaction, because I love you, I will let you know. Calpurnia here, my wife, stays me at home. She dreamt to-night she saw my statue, which, like a fountain with an hundred spouts, did run pure blood, and many lusty Romans came smiling and did bathe their hands in it. And these does she apply for warnings and portents and evils imminent and on her knee hath begged that i will stay at home to-day
4: this dream is all a misinterpreted it was a vision fair and fortunate your statue spouting blood in many pipes in which so many smiling romans bathed signifies that from you great rome shall suck reviving blood and that great men shall press for tinctures stains relics and cognizance This, by Calpurnius' dream, is signified.
5: And this way have you well expounded it?
4: I have, when you have heard what I can say. And know it now. The Senate have concluded to give this day a crown to mighty Caesar. If you shall send them word, you will not come, their minds may change. Besides, it were a mock apt to be rendered, for someone to say, Break up the senate till another time, when Caesar's wife shall meet with better dreams. If Caesar hide himself, shall they not whisper, lo, Caesar is afraid? Pardon me, Caesar, for my dear, dear love to our proceeding bids me tell you this, and reason to my love is liable.
5: How foolish do your fears seem now, Calpurnia! I am ashamed I did yield to them. Give me my robe, for I will go.
0: Enter Publius, Brutus, Ligarius, Metellus, Casca, Trebonius, and Cinna.
5: And look where Publius is come to fetch me. Good morrow, Caesar. Welcome, Publius. What, Brutus, are you stirred so early too? Good morrow, Casca. Caius Ligarius, Caesar was ne'er so much your enemy as that same ague which hath made you lean. What is to clock? Caesar, tis an eight. I thank you for your pains and courtesy.
0: Enter Antony.
5: See, Antony, that revels longer night's is notwithstanding up. Good morrow, Antony.
2: So to most noble Caesar.
5: Bid them prepare within. I am to blame to be thus waited for. Now, sinner, now, Metellus. What, Trebonius? I have an hour's talk in store for you. Remember that you call on me today. Be near me, that I may remember you. Caesar, I will.
0: Aside.
7: And so near will I be, that your best friend shall wish I had been further.
5: Good friends, go in, and taste some wine with me, And we, like friends, will straightway go together.
1: Brutus, aside. That every like is not the same, O Caesar, The heart of Brutus yearns to think upon.
0: Exeunt Scene 3 a street near the capital. Enter Artemidorus, reading a paper. Caesar,
7: beware of Brutus. Take heed of Cassius. Come not near Casca. Have an eye to Sinner. Trust not, Trebonius. Mark well Metellus Simba. Decius Brutus loves thee not. Thou hast wronged Caius Ligarius. There is but one mine in all these men, and it is bent against Caesar. If thou beest not immortal, look about you. Security gives way to conspiracy. The mighty gods defend thee. Thy lover, Artemidorus. Here will I stand till Caesar pass along, and as a suitor will I give him this. My heart laments that virtue cannot live Out of the teeth of emulation. If thou read this, O Caesar, thou mayst live. If not, the fates with traitors do contrive.
0: Exit Scene 4 Another part of the same street Before the house of Brutus Enter Portia and Lucius.
6: I, prithee, boy, run to the senate-house, stay not to answer me, but get thee gone. Why dost thou stay?
2: To know my errand, madam.
6: I would have had thee there and here again, ere I can tell thee what thou shouldst do there. O Constancy, be strong upon my side, set a huge mountain tween my heart and tongue. I have a man's mind but a woman's might. How hard it is for women to keep counsel. Art thou here yet?
2: Madam, what should I do? Run to the capital and nothing else, and so return to you and nothing
6: else? Yes, bring me a word, boy, if thy lord look well, for he went sickly forth, and take good note what Caesar doth, that suit is pressed to him. Hark, boy, what noise is that?
2: I hear none, madam.
6: Prithee, listen well. I heard a bustling rumour like a fray, and the wind brings it from the capital.
2: Sooth, madam,
10: I hear nothing.
0: Enter the soothsayer.
10: Come hither, fellow, which way hast thou been? At mine own house, good lady. What is it o'clock? About the ninth hour, lady. Is Caesar yet gone to the capital? Madam, not yet. I go to take my stand, to see him pass on the capital. Thou hast some soup to Caesar, hast thou not? That I have, lady. If you will please Caesar to be so good to Caesar as to hear me, I shall beseech him to defend himself. Why knowest thou any harms intended toward him? None that I know will be, much that I fear may chance. Good morrow to you. Here the street is narrow, the throng that follows Caesar at his heels of senators, of praetors, common suitors, will crowd a feeble man almost to death. I'll get me a place more void, and there... I'll speak to great Caesar as he comes along. Exit. I must go in. I me, how
6: weak a thing the heart of a woman is. O Brutus, the heavens speed thee in thine enterprise. Sure, the boy heard me. Brutus hath a suit that Caesar will not grant. Ho, I grow faint. Run, Lucius, and commend me to my lord. Say, I am merry. Come to me again, and bring me word what he doth say to thee.
0: Exeunt severally. End of Act 2